Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pop Culture Period Piece Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And today we're going to talk about a pop culture period piece. Um, This is our flashback month. (laughs) I had too much enthusiasm with that. Um, But where our pop culture period piece is mainly the the framing of it is modern day and then there are flashbacks. So we'll get to that. But before we do, Julie, do you have any recommendations? Yes. Um, I ventured out to the Goodwill for the (gasps) first time, I think, (sighs) since prior to the pandemic. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was, it was so wonderful. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't really buy a whole lot, but I bought, um, I really like, (laughs) I really like these gazing balls. Um, I like those like Mm -hmm. glass balls that like you put in the yard and it reflects light and stuff. Mm -hmm. In the summer, I have them in my fire pit um, and I put lights underneath, but in the winter, I like put them through the garden. That's not a garden because it's the winter Mm -hmm. and I just have like solar lights on them. So (laughs) This is cheapo Julie, but like the cost of one of those at Goodwill was like, I could have bought four at a regular store and I didn't have to worry about packaging and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it just, it felt nice. Um, it also felt like a sense of normalcy to be even doing that. Mm-hmm. Does your Goodwill do um, color-coded barbs and Sunday 99 cents? I, I don't, I don't know. I didn't okay. see any signs. Now I have to figure this out. No, I will tell you. So this is what Pennsylvania Goodwill does. And so I don't know if it's the same, but I feel like it is. I think this is Goodwill overall. So every Goodwill has different colored barbs on um, the clothing. What is a barb? It's the little like plastic thing that um, connects the tag to the. How do you know the vocabulary to everything? Um, I frequent Goodwill way too much. I actually, it's my mission to not frequent it as much in 2022 because it's a problem. Um, but they have different colored barbs. And so instead of tagging things with an actual price tag, unless it's very special, they will tag it with just a barb. Mm. So that tells them when stuff comes in and when stuff comes out. So if something's been there for four or five weeks, that barb on the Sunday of like green. So green will be like 50 cents off that whole week on Sunday will be 99 cents. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I don't think my particular Goodwill had that. Okay. Um, But that's really awesome. And now I want to see if other ones had that because the Goodwill I went to, I'd never even been to before. Mm-hmm. I would, I would see what the like sale, because what happens is that after that, if they don't, if those items don't sell, then they get sent to a Goodwill outlet. And then that's mm-hmm. a whole other experience. Oh my God. Is that yeah. the one you were telling me about where they, like they throw stuff by the pound or something? Yeah. They throw it all in bins and then they like bring the bins in and people pounce, like resellers pounce on it. People wear gloves, masks before the pandemic to go through it. And yeah, that it's a high, it's a rush. A lot. That sounds a little too chaotic for me. <laughs> I could do like one a month, but there mm-hmm. are people that, so my nephew, fun fact, my nephew um, had a Goodwill bins. It's a Goodwill outlet, but we call them the bins next to, actually we call them the grab and stab, which is a horrible thing to say because <laughs> people were just ruthless, but he, that's how he paid for his college degree. Was what? he there? Yes. He would go there and he'd get like action figures and collectible items and sell them on ebay and that's how he paid for his college wow this is i had no idea that this was a thing yeah 
So I know exactly where yours is, fun fact. So I'll, I'll tell you about it, but it's an experience. So I'll have to do it with you. Yeah. I don't think I could do this alone. No. Like I, I, I get socially uncomfortable at parties with people I know. So I don't know that I'm going to fare well at the Goodwill <laughs> outlet without sad. support. Yeah. Um, there's one that opened right at, literally the week I bought my home a week later there was one that opened less than a mile from me. And I was like, it's fate. Thank but I'm not, I can't go there right now. Because you're so cutting down. I'm cutting down. What is what is considered cutting down for you out of curiosity? Like once every three months. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How often were you going before? Well, I used to sell on, <laughs> welcome to my therapy, but I used to sell on Poshmark for a while. Mm-hmm. So I would go every Sunday and get like $25 worth of dollar clothing and then sell it for more. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. What made you stop? Now it is therapy. Yeah. It, well, just time. Like I realized I was like, oh, this is a lot of time and effort. Um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm part of me, like, and there's a controversy behind this where like, there is part of it where you don't want these clothes to go to a landfill. So Mm -hmm. if you're there on dollar day, it's right before they go to Goodwill bins. And if they don't get sold at Goodwill bins, they get thrown away. So there is like a, okay, I'm going to take it before it goes to a landfill. But there's also a thing of like, you are also taking money. You're also taking items from people who need cheaper items in that moment to resell them at a higher rate. Mm -hmm. Um, and both discussions are very valuable on both ends. And I just, um, don't know how I feel about it. You know, like, I don't feel, um, this is very therapeutic, but I don't, I don't know how, how one, one I'm more passionate about than the other, because I am very Mm. passionate about our sustainability and our earth and things going to landfills. But I'm also passionate about the fact that like we live in a society that um, has a a huge income discrepancy and that Mm -hmm. people need to afford good clothing and that there are like that resellers are kind of benefiting from these systems. So yeah, I don't know where I fall. So that's where I am. Uh, that's why I stopped. Cause I was like, I'm just going to go for things I want for a little sure. while. Yeah. Anywho, my recommendation, are you ready, Julie? Yeah. Yes. Am I? <laughs> I don't think you are. So my friend and I went and saw, my friend Cody and I went and saw a production of uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. I'm not going to tell you which one, but it was uh, probably one of the worst. Is there more than one right now? Yes. There are always a billion and I will go see all of them. Oh, okay. Um, There's like three in Pittsburgh next week. That isn't the one I'm talking about, but like usually right right around Lent, they all pop up. Oh, They know their audience, but uh, we went and saw a production of Jesus Christ Superstar, and it was um, not good. It was probably one of the worst that I've seen. And we were on our driving home, and we were talking about, oh, we need a palate cleanser. And my friend Cody said, "Have you ever heard of Muppet Christ Superstar?" And I said, "What?" And an individual—I don't know his name—I should have figured it out before we start recorded. Um, recorded Jesus Christ Superstar but did the Muppet voices for all of them. So it's like Kermit is Jesus Christ Superstar. Piggy is Mary Magdalene. Ralph is King Herod. Gonzo is Judas. 
And like we talked about in our Muppet, like Christmas Carol, they play it so like straight and wonderful Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that like it's, it's, I highly recommend. I was giggling and laughing, but also like weirdly crying during Gethsemane when Kermit was singing, like, watch me die. And I was like, no, Kermit, no. So I know what I'm doing tonight. Yeah. Highly recommend. (laughs) So Laura. Yes. What are we talking about today? We are talking about the classic Gary Marshall movie, A League of Their Own. So I will do the summary. So A League of Their Own is about the great all-American professional girls uh, baseball league, specifically the Rockford Peaches most of the time and how during World War II, they created a female baseball league. Uh, to sell tickets and to hopefully generate revenue and American spirit and the journey of the women, mainly in the Rockford Peaches, from beginning from recruitment all the way to the World Series. Lovely, lovely yes. summary. I must said lovely survey. Lovely survey. One out of ten. <laughs> um, I... I have no recollection of when this movie came to being in my mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. but I also don't remember a time that it wasn't in my life. Same. I don't think I ever saw the beginning of this movie until this last time I watched it. Cause I think I've always just caught it on TV. Mm. How did you watch it? Um, I rented it. Okay, I spent money I- on it. Can I tell you that in my search for to find it free, there mm-hmm. is, you know how there's like Pluto, but there's also one apparently called 2D, like T-U-D-I. Oh, no. And they have all these great movies streaming for free. And I, I was worried for a second, like, is this an mm-hmm. illegal thing? Like, I'm the Napster generation. It is not. <laughs> it's just free movies. Mm-hmm. I downloaded oh, the, the Sims. Take a dream? Okay. No, no. I downloaded the Sims on Napster and I felt so cool when that happened anyway continue <laughs> like e- eons ago yeah i just i i don't i don't ever recall it not being in my life mm-hmm. and not being like a part of it i guess not like it's like super a part of it but so so since it's always been in your life this recent viewing did it change your perspective on it at all um it did not change in my perspective on the movie it changed my perspective on me Okay. Um, I, yeah, well, I just, I, I don't know what it is about Mm -hmm. this particular viewing, Mm -hmm. but I like wept (laughs) multiple times while watching. Okay. Give me, when did you weep? Um, when Marla like lifted her head up after like looking down at that first introduction, I just, just sobbed. Mm-hmm. Um, Betty Spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Uh, also sobbed. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember another time. Like I just I felt like I spent this movie crying, and mm-hmm. and not like in a bad way. I think it. I don't know. I think it was just. I mean, some of it were sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, some of it was um, just. I don't know. Like I'm more in touch with my emotions i i don't know but i was like damn 
Oh, I'm a crier. Yeah. Sorry, Dapper is also a crier, apparently, at this very moment, if you hear him <laughs> crying in the background. Do you think there was, like, did you cry at the sad parts, or did you cry at the more, like, do you think there's a through line of when you cried? I would never I mean, consider you a crier, which is why I'm, like, probing. Well, no, the, the nuns shamed it out of me in Catholic school. Yeah. <laughs> did i ever tell you this story um yes you'd have but you can always tell it again uh, i was in catholic school up until second grade mm-hmm. and i had a crying problem as all kids do, and you know what i'm not even gonna call it a problem i cried a lot because as all kids do they're like exploring their emotions they're connecting they don't necessarily the world does not make sense yeah yeah and so the way that they dealt with it was to shame me out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Game they took a, style. yep. They, they made a little picture of my face on cardboard. Um, and every time I cried, I had to take it home to get signed. And for the most part, I like super internalized my feelings and maybe it could have also been the timing in my life. Like I, maybe my body was like, Hey, you've really internalized your feelings for a while during a pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. now might be the time to cry during this like safe viewing of a movie. Mm-hmm. Oof. Sorry. I'm just realizing like, not just realizing, but the amount of like weird emotions. So we were supposed to start recording at like eight o'clock and I was like I need till 8 10 why because I was crying because I was re-watching Survivor and we were at the family episode I don't even know <laughs> what that means I've never seen an episode it means that they're like 35 days in without seeing their family and their family comes in to help them with the challenge so like their moms come in and their dads and their husbands <laughs> it's just I'm not laughing at you I'm laughing because it's sweet and I don't know how to fully manage my emotions still as an so the nuns yeah. So mm-hmm. what, um, now that you, because you cried through a lot of this, what was some things that you like took away as like really sweet moments or that hit you just differently? Oh, I just remembered another part I cried at. <laughs> oh, tell me. Um, when, when Gina Davis, his character is like, um, I need, I need to go. And mm. And he's like, well, what about a trade? And she's like, fine, like make, and, and you can see, you can see that like, he's going to trade kid and she just is oblivious. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that relationship between the two sisters is, and I, and I don't necessarily have that relationship with either of my sisters. Cause we're, we're so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, in as an actor and an, and an entertainer like a lot of your friends you're going up for the same roles mm-hmm. and sometimes it's hard when you when you have friends that in your mind seem to like consistently book more have more success and you're like what am I doing wrong like I'm just trying so hard mm-hmm. um I don't remember your original question <laughs> oh I was just just you're crying I mean I think I felt the same like my sisters and I have never had that sort of relationship at all you know um but I definitely felt that towards like female friendships when it came to competition and just 
um, I've had really, I've had really good female friendships that I, I thought were rock solid that got destroyed by a career or a job because either Mm. I, because I booked it or like neither of us booked it. And, and it just was like, I, this does not, unfortunately it does not matter to me as much as it matters to you. And now I feel like shit because I got it. And like, the the complicated emotions around that I I feel yeah. like that part actually hit me more this viewing than it did before mm-hmm. because um I don't know I think I think because we for myself like I've I have become I don't know like I just my my friendships have become like sisterly bonds but you usually get friendships with people that you have like similar career goals and stuff like that. And so, yeah, that- Yeah, like people in the same path as you or whatever. Yeah. Um, That was another thing. And maybe it's because I love both these actors, but I feel like when I was younger, Mm -hmm. I was more like taken in with the fear that um, I'm the worst at remembering people's character names. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, let me call it by the person. Um, Like the- it when I was younger it felt like Gina Davis and Tom Hanks like it was like hinting that something might happen Mm. and now that I'm older it it didn't read that way to me at all like it actually felt like here's an example of a platonic friendship I felt the same thing that's so weird like yeah when I was younger I was like oh they're trying to get them together and now that I'm older I'm like they definitely were not Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm Interesting. And then I also did. Did we talk about Bill Pullman, Daddy? In this, did we <gasps> no. know this was coming? I mean, I knew it was coming. <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. But when when he free, I was like, oh, that's why Laura chose this. <laughs> I did fancy Daddy Bill Pullman. His eyes and him just like the what was the line he said when he was like, I just want to hold like she's oh Gina Davis says can we just like hold each other in our arms forever and then he just says I'm planning on it and I was like, mm. ah! that's all I want <laughs> Daddy Bill Pullman um no this cast is like stacked this is yeah. a 90s stacked cast it's so good well Tom Hanks it was really funny when he was like there's no crying in baseball I, I think because of the weird line that I grew up in age wise, take a shot, but I could not, not hear him be Woody during when he was like half yelling. Wow. Yeah. 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 Not for any other part of the movie. I can totally hear that. Just his delivery of that line. Yeah. Totally. Mm Hmm. (laughs) Hmm. So I'm wondering what were your thoughts? So the very beginning, it opens on Gina Davis's grandma bedroom. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts when you originally watched this movie about that bedroom? And what were your thoughts now when you watched that bedroom? Oh, I feel, I feel like I don't want to disappoint you, but I had no thoughts on the bedroom. Okay. I feel like it just is like a weird cottage court. Like all of us right now are trying to have our grandmother's bedrooms from when we were kids. 
And so like you look at that bedroom and she has like plants and like a cute like crocheted bed for like bed top and then she has a light oak bed frame which was so kind of kitsch in the in the early 90s Boy, mm-hmm. now that you've pointed this out i can't unhear it yeah little little doilies mm, love a good doily um speaking of plants <laughs> okay i well i was at an appointment today mm-hmm. and they had a pothos that was a color that I don't have and Did I straight you... up was like can I propagate your plant <laughs> I... I have that I love the fact that all the plants you own like 90 I mean not all but 90% of them are you just going can I just propagate just like one leaf please mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just like one and then it grows yep my friend uh a good friend of mine he went to Lowe's one day years ago and there was a spider plant baby that like fell. So he like oh, yeah. put it, he put it in his pocket and every single friend he's propagated it so much that every single friend that he has ever had by a house, he brings a full blown spider plant to them for, and it's from that original baby. So like I have one and I'm propagating a bunch. So that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I read like a, I mean I probably didn't read this is pro- I probably watched like something on Instagram but like something about like when the the leaves fall off like especially with succulents mm-hmm. when you're like when you're at like Lowe's or whatever when the leaves fall off um pro- like just picking them up and propagating them yeah that's the way to do it I had I I just we had like one beautiful like 55 degree day this week so mm-hmm. I cleaned off my porch and I had a whole bunch of succulents that like in theory died during the winter because it was freezing but like I went to like throw them out or whatever and a lot of them still had like green points to them Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna leave them out because succulents are weird they kind of like being punished (laughs) you know some 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 plants do and so I feel like they're gonna come back like extremely vibrant if I just leave them for a little bit yeah, they like being punished. They like being succulents like being punished. They like being drowned. Yeah. They like being starved and they love being punished. Okay. Yeah. This is now plant podcast and <laughs> let's talk about snake plants. I'm kidding. I know nothing about snake plants. Um you you sent me a text while you were watching. Mm-hmm. About um, how you related to Madonna's character. I did. And you thought that was weird. Do you want to speak a little bit about that? Because I, I had a response that I like withheld from telling you. Sure. I did, like I, I weirdly. So I guess growing up, first off, I'm kind of a redhead, like not bright redhead naturally, but like a soft doll redhead naturally. And so I grew up thinking that I was more like Gina Davis's character. People know me as being pretty even healed but that's very much a mask I wear in real life if that makes sense and um watching it now as kind of an adult and growing into my own is that I I have dated a lot of individual men not that you know it is what it is and I feel like I would there were just things that like they went out to the bar and she's like, I gave, I gave her a lot of liquor and she's like supportive, but still fun. And she also teaches the girl who cannot read how to read by reading smut. 
And I don't know, there was a lot of things that was like, I feel like I'm out of all these characters, probably the most like her because she's kind of along for the ride and she supports everyone, but still has fun with it. So. Yeah. And, and so when you, when you made that comment about, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, absolutely. But I didn't want to um, dig into it. Cause I knew we would, you know, record Talk a podcast together. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was absolutely the back end part of that, of that sort of like fierce loyalty that you have. Um, and while I know you very well, and I, I, I know the insecurities that, you know, we both carry deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the, the sort of like way you present yourself does come across like very, very confident, very like I forge my own path and I'm not, you know, following anyone else. Like you, you are like very much like, is it a niche thing? That's the thing I want. Is it mainstream? I am not interested. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's true. Uh, No, I'm kidding. Sorry. (laughs) That was, that was a very sincere moment, Julie, and I appreciate it, but I had to back away from it emotionally. (laughs) So who would I be? Don't you dare say Rosie's character. (gasps) No, no. Um, I think First off, I love Rosie's character, I will say in general. I mean, I think that if I would say that you're anyone, I mean, probably, I mean, I would actually say you'd probably be Gina Davis's character. What? Because here's why, is because you are very no nonsense, especially when it comes to leadership, and you will tell someone when they are incorrect in like a great but you won't like let me give you a monologue you'll be like stop it (laughs) and I I love that about you and the fact that she like what was the one when she like goes to Tom Hanks and she's like well then then act like it you lush like just that I was like that's that's Julie (laughs) yeah I I can see that. Um, But also very like loyal to your husband and your family dynamic and wanting to build a future and, and um, all that, but just being able to be like, no, this is what is important. And this is what it's not. And I'm going to tell you about that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is the, the new old, which sex in the city character are you? Yes. (laughs) Because all the Sex and the City characters are toxic. We've talked about it. It is what it is. Um, except for Samantha, and she's gone. So, <laughs> better though. Was it like a poor one out for Samantha moment? It was because I I don't want to get into it, but I'm going to get into it slightly. The reboot. Her she the actress never appears, but her character appears because they literally could not do it without that character because that Uh, character was holding it together uh, yeah so anywho i um one of the another reason why i picked this one besides fancy daddy bill pullman is (laughs) that uh it was really heavily on my mind because my hometown this summer filmed the miniseries a league of their own that's and, right. Yeah. Uh, featuring Nick Offerman. And so I went past lots and lots of signs that um, if you don't live in a filming town, listeners, you'll know when they're filming something because they'll be 
a yellow sign with black lettering with a arrow and it will say a random word that is not exactly the name but like hints at what you are looking for because they were filming like five things at the same time Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you knew where league of their own was filming because it'd be a yellow sign black lettering and say rockford for the rockford peaches so Mm -hmm. it was it was heavily on my mind so i'm excited to see like what they do with it because i feel like I know Tom Hanks isn't involved, although he was shooting something else here at the exact same time. Um, oh <laughs> but yeah. Um, brag for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I mean, we have a good tax break. Uh, but mm. <laughs> that is Florida very much does not have that. They used to, and then they got rid of <sighs> it to the yeah. chagrin. Um, but Nick Offerman, I think, is playing the the coach. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Mm. um can we talk about i feel like mm-hmm. the i'm just like why do i not know anyone's name in this movie right now um not not the coach but like the baseball manager the guy mm-hmm. that like keeps it alive mm-hmm. um he he's a great example of a character like mm-hmm. he like when you look at those like lists like top 10 lists of unproblematic characters in film and cinema like he he is one of them I think he was interesting because he definitely exuded what I want to be in business if that makes sense Mm because he was always like fair he was kind and he never put his personal life into it like I we know nothing about his personal life we know nothing about like yeah and he also like he didn't um i don't want to say sugarcoat it but like when he was very much um like sort of overly honest of like hey we like the press is here and we we really need this Mm -hmm. yeah and then gina davis like julie would step up and just do splits to catch a ball Yep. yep that's that's actually the thing that um most relate you to her yeah yeah i know that's how you catch your gazing balls (laughs) i i i would like to say that like movies shot on film hit differently than movies shot digitally because in general the color of this is immaculate but with the moment where Kit and Dottie walk through the tunnel. I'm not a baseball person. I apologize. But the tunnel and they see the field, the green in that field, you cannot get from a digital picture. Like it is a film quality to it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that makes me think of another like storytelling device that I really loved in this film is the use of sort of like digital media like mm, yeah the the person doing the speeches at the baseball game um mm-hmm. the <sighs> newspaper headlines stuff like that but mm-hmm. like using that to sort of tell the story the um it. the like before the movie like like news clipping like that mm-hmm. newspaper but like video news clipping 
And then you see that, like, I feel like that goes into the framing device really nicely because they're all there for the museum exhibit by the end of it. Yeah. And those would all be things that are in the museum exhibit are like the audio recordings and the newspapers Mm. and the video recordings. And to show like the, almost like what the exhibit will house in it yeah throughout the movie i thought was very fascinating and just really cool i think it's so like the 40s was a long time ago in theory but like my my grandparents were definitely fully alive and like thinking about having kids and going to war at that point and the amount of like how far we've come that I felt also while watching this movie, especially when it came to like women and women's rights and mm-hmm. where women felt at home and how women were talked to and all of that was, um, I don't know, just an interesting journey for me because I think the last time I watched this, I was just younger and I didn't have to like, I don't know, get my own credit card or whatever. And so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fact that yeah. it's, like there's a woman who cannot read, I know my grandma could not read um oh cried at that part too yeah yeah um my grandpa could barely read um he always misspelled my name on my christmas tags and i thought it was the just the coolest thing i know that sounds weird but like he just did not have that ability um yeah and i don't know i just thought that it was really cool to see like how far we've come of like Oh yeah, so the women have to wear this sexy version of the uniform. Although we're still yeah. there, we could go further. But also <laughs> the fact that that's the sexy version does make me chuckle because you know, when you're when you're of an age, you're you're you think um what are the what are the like <laughs> what are the sexy things I can wear? I want to dress sexy. All I ever wanted was to have a Rockford Peaches costume. Mhm. Wear that for Halloween. Yeah. We can make that dream come true, Julie. Mike would be a cute Jimmy Duggan. Oh my gosh. Or I can make him Bill Pullman's character. Oh, but he's just wearing like an old suit. But like, I'm saying a man in suspenders is just. And I I will say this before and I will say it again. I don't know what it is about period costuming that is everyday wear. Like we just see so much of the vintage dresses which are gorgeous and take so much work but seeing the them in their dairy costumes yeah i love their dairy Just costumes i love that stuff mm-hmm. yeah well and it was nice like i really like seeing them also in their nightwear because mm-hmm. it's very hard to see when it comes to like especially because this is so centered around women and it's a vintage story centered around women and there's a romance in it but it's not a romantic movie that we don't see any sexy night clothes and that never happens in a period piece where it's always like yeah. oh here's my sexy negligee and here's my I mean, we don't see that we just see them like i'm gonna sleep in this big giant dorm room mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that that is something that i think is is taken for granted <laughs> I, I don't think so okay julie do you want to create the rating system or should i okay i don't know if this will be good i don't know oh, if this i be believe good. in you okay. okay on a scale of one to ten tears in baseball oh 
Does that work? Did yeah. I do okay? Okay. Yeah, that was great. Um, what would you rate this movie? Um, I think I'd give it a seven. What? Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll explain it. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I I like it. I I I do really like it. I don't think for when it comes to like rewatchability. I think it's right up there with that thing you do where like every once in a while I'll, I'll feel ready for it. Um, I don't have any problems with like the narrative or anything like that. I don't feel like for me personally, there is the, the conflict or the drive in this movie that I like for a eight or nine or 10. Cause I like, I like a little bit of conflict, a little bit more conflict. I like a little bit more drama. And I feel like this is a really good movie of just, it's a little bit subdued and chill, which is a great quality for it. Um, excuse me. Uh, I, I found it like you simultaneously yawned and your stomach gurgled. It did. It's it all happened <laughs> at the same time. Holy shit. It's a lot happening here. Uh, so yeah. So I feel like it it just was a little bit slow for my personal taste of like what would make it an eight or nine or ten. But I did like it. It's not like a four when it comes to oh, it was too slow. It just was like, yeah. For me, okay. I like something a little bit more, a little more zippy. What would you rate it, Julie? How many tears? A nine. I love this movie. I absolutely love this movie. And I just, I just think it's great. It's a great movie. Mm. Um, I would absolutely put it on his background. I felt like I was rediscovering this movie because it has been a while since I've seen it. It's so weird how much like movies go out of our, um, you know, reference or existence if they're not streaming now. I'm sure I own this movie on DVD, but I don't, I don't ever get out my DVDs. Mm-hmm. I don't own a DVD player anymore. I haven't in like five years. Yep. Yeah. So Julie, what are you looking forward to? I literally had something in mind and I, I have forgotten it. Um, I think I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, we've got some family that's currently in, in not in town, but um, in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're in St. Augustine, so we're going to go up and see them. Oh, um, and then my parents are going to be in town in March. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm cautiously optimistic because right now I don't feel like, oh no, people are coming to visit. Like, I'm not like scared of COVID mm-hmm. and like things getting canceled or things going away for the moment. Mm-hmm. I know everything changes on a dime, but that's where yeah. I am right now. Very cool. Um, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to, I'm sorry. I had something, I had it a second ago and it like, actually. Right? You uh, forget it. You forget it. Oh, this is actually what I'm going to, as you hear him howling in the background. So. It's literally, I'm about to open my mouth. I can hear you open your mouth to speak. <laughs> uh, Dapper's had a, a really bad two months. He's been pretty sick. 
And so we've been taking him to get x-rays and uh, sonograms and putting him on prescriptions and prescription food and back and forth and back and forth. I actually went to take him to an x-ray on Friday and I rolled over a pothole and my huh. tire burst and I had to get my tires changed. It was a whole thing. But today I got all of my, all of his um, results back from like two months of really working on this. And he is hundred percent healthy, as you can hear from his very healthy bark <laughs> in the background. <laughs> and I'm just excited because he wasn't allowed to go to day camp. He wasn't allowed to um, go on like really long walks for a mm-hmm. while. He wasn't. And so, um, yeah, so I'm just excited to have my like healthy dog back for like also his own, you know, his own, yeah. like I want a healthy dog, but I also want him to feel good and feel healthy. So, oh my gosh, he really wants everyone to know he's healthy. He's so healthy. He's also very, bo- he got his bossiness back. So we're going to have to figure that out. Um, <laughs> yeah. So great. Amazing. So Thank you for listening, listeners. Um, we did mention a little bit how old we are, but not a lot. So, like, grab a beer, take a sip. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, go to Trident Network and uh, buy our merch, rate, review, subscribe, uh, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. pop culture period peace podcast is a part of the trident network to learn more about our videos live shows and other podcasts please visit the tridentnetwork.com